0: I think tonight is a really, really good time for us to say every wise woman buildeth her house. I'm reading in Proverbs 14 today at a time when it seems like there are so many things just coming apart at the seams. I think it's important for us to dig into this chapter right now. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. When we are wise, godly women, we make our home a place of refuge. It is full of peace and joy. If we are foolish women, we neglect our home and our family. Our home is hungry and full of strife and noise, and discord. Verse 2. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. God, help us. To despise God is to sin against him, to treat him with contempt. Our God is never worthy of that because he is a good God always. Verse 3. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. How often do our lips move? Because we have to be right. Because we're proud of what we know, of what we think we know. And we need other people to see it our way. Let's preserve those words. Verse 4. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scorner seeketh wisdom, and findeth it not. But knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. What's the point? Why spend our time with someone who we know is foolish, who we know is not seeking the wisdom of God? The wisdom of the fool is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. I am so sorry about this dinging, I completely forgot to turn all that off. Okay, we're going to pick up in verse 9. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doth not intermeddle with his joy. You know, sometimes we hear, just follow your heart. Do do what you feel is in your heart. Well, we got to remember, God tells us that the heart is deceitful. It is wicked. Only God can truly know it. Verse 11. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. You know, I I read the house of the wicked, and all I can think of is our Congress and our Senate, our representatives. They all need to be overthrown. They are wicked. Verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Man's wisdom is a poor basis for determining what is true or what is false. Right and wrong, worthy, unworthy, only God's word should be considered. It is the only infallible source for determining the right path of life. The human way is full of the seeds of death. It is God's way that leads to life eternal. Verse 13. Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The faithless ones, they've turned their heart away from God. They look to their own selfish ways. They reap the fruit of their decision. They experience heartache and misery and pain. When we remain faithful to God, when we are that prudent man, we will reap the rewards of righteousness in this life and in the next. Okay, verse 15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. We've got to look and see, really see. We can't believe every word. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Control. Self-control is so important to God that we are not quickly angry. In the New Testament, it is written that every man should be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Verse 18. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor happy is he. Isn't that one of the most important things for us to live out? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 22. Do they not err that devise evil? but mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good in all labor there is profit but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury the crown of wise the crown of the wise is their riches but the foolishness of fools is folly A true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. There we have it. Elsewhere in the Bible, it's also written that it is the winner of souls who is wise. Verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. We can't forget that. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. Here we go. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. When we envy, when we covet other people's stuff, their accolades, their accomplishments, it certainly does awful things to our heart, to our mind, to our soul. We're to be happy for the blessings that others are blessed with. Okay, verse 31. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. Those who mistreat Or take advantage of the poor, offend God, and they show contempt for God. The poor are made in the image of God. They are objects of his special mercy and concern. The New Testament even tells us the gospel must be proclaimed to the poor. He specifically speaks to the poor. Jesus Identified himself with the poor. Okay, verse 32 The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. We don't really know what happens after death, the Old Testament doesn't speak to that, but Proverbs tells us the righteous have the hope of eternal life life after death when the wicked die they have no hope only dread final judgment when the righteous die we commit ourselves to god as our refuge as our hope the eternal destiny of the righteous and the wicked is spoken of as well in the new testament teachings of christ and the apostles We want to have our hope in Christ for that beautiful eternal life that he promises to those who are faithful. Verse 31, or 33. Wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation But sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. It's about righteousness. It's about wisdom, control, and love for one another. You know, we've spent the last year... I think in such a tizzy, all these crazy things happening. And now we're on the precipice of something huge with this presidential election. And it's really so telling that we have devalued life and liberty and freedom so greatly that we are in the place. We are at right now where our choices are to fight for our freedom or to allow the enemy to come in like a flood and wash over us. Wisdom matters. Righteousness matters, as does truth. And when we stand on those things, we can Be certain that God is for us, and that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. But we need to be sure that we are that wise woman, and we are building, not tearing down, our house.